On tonight's Hillbilly Nerd Talk, the Belief It or Not podcast, Reddit, Painting Offense, Rick Rolled, Free Guy, and a COVID rant. Welcome to Hillbilly Nerd Talk. I'm Hank. And I'm Petra. There you are, Petra. <laughs> You're not yelling too bad. Good, good. I'm, I'm out of practice and don't know where to put my mouth on the microphone and how loud to be. We're like beginners again. We're like we newbies. Are. We suck. It's episode 001. I know. We suck so bad, but I don't know. We just got out of the habit for a little bit. I don't know what to say. We've been busy this summer. Yeah. Be, a weird, well, we have been busy. way. You know, it hasn't been crazy busy, but. Piddling. That's stayed, a good word. We've stayed piddling busy. That's a great hillbilly word. I, I bet nobody else. Word. I bet nobody else uses that word. Piddling. What did you do all day? I piddled. <laughs> it means you've stayed incredibly busy, but you have nothing to show for it. Pretty much, yeah. You've yeah. gotten lots of little shit done that you can't really. Right, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. You got some shit done, but nothing nobody could look at. Be like, you didn't do shit all day. Like, yeah. yes, I did. I did this and this and this. And yeah. I took the garbage out and I brushed the cat and. Oh yeah, I know. I it, you know. speaking it of can cat take cats, a whole long hello cat cat. Dun 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 dun. The cat's still alive. (laughs) That's always like good news on the podcast. She's still alive somehow. Poor kitty. Poor diabetic, losing her hair. Cat. I can't tell. I need to get her down and see if she has a flea. Like, how in the world she would get one? We haven't had a cat or anything in the building. Yeah, you're going to get on my chair, aren't you? What's up, Chairman Meow? <laughs> Come on, Meow. Get right there up go. there. She Oop. makes a good back warmer. <laughs> there we are. Gang's all here. Yeah, there we go. She's not out of practice. <laughs> that was kind Excuse of adorable. That was kind of adorable. So uh, you say you've been binge watching, listening to a podcast. Well, it's kind of binge watching, binge listening, because I found it on YouTube. Um, it's called the Belief It or Not podcast. Belief, as in leaves on a tree. Yeah, leaf. belief. Belief it or not. Belief it or not. I'm yes. walking on air. <laughs> I never thought they, they, do, so free. Yeah, do they no. have do they have that as their theme song? No, no, they have like a, a crazy mishmash that. of preachers yelling and you know just. Uh, Preachers yelling. Yeah, while preaching loudly. And what does that have to do with leaves? I thought it was going to be something like growing. Yeah, no, it's cannabis and stevia. No, this is a. a, 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 This is a one of the guys on the podcast, and and I apologize, I don't remember names. I'm terrible, but we'll probably link all this. But one of them grew up Mormon, and the other one grew up in basically an a religious household. Okay, they talk about religion on their podcast okay and basically how some of it is very cultish we will definitely reach out to them there's oh, no yeah. reason whatsoever oh, yeah. not to uh, uh you know tell and, them we're talking about them to and the- i mean and it's it's really wonderful to hear somebody else speak about it somebody else that got out is that all they talk about on their show oh, yeah yeah is is different religious topics but like one episode is about baptists and they'll talk about the history of you know baptists 
Well, no, that is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, they, they talk about some of the, you know, crazy, unbelievable Bible stories. That's one episode. Right. Um, they have several episodes about preacher scandals. Right. Uh, it's just really... Well, I think the different religions are very interesting. Oh, yeah. I had a little pamphlet one time that kind of went through, but it was very short. But, you know, one little paragraph that basically hit all the major religions, like just what they believe in general. And I thought yeah. that was extremely interesting. I, I held on to that for a long time, rereading. You know, just like, what is the difference between Hindus? What do they believe? And, you know, it's pretty matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. I think it's awesome. I, um, you know, we, we signed a purchase agreement today with someone who's from India and, uh-huh. and while I was at this guy's house getting this purchase agreement signed, his wife was in the, was in a back room, like, like praying and it was in, in Hindu, in their language of, which I learned today, their actual language is called Hindi. Neat. Okay. And, um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just interesting going into somebody else's house. And as soon as like you see this house from the street and it's just like every other house, you walk in the door, you're instantly in another world. <laughs> you know oh, what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the Indian yeah. decorations and this lady's in the back praying. And when I say praying, like it's like a chant, it's uh-huh. like a continuous chant of some sort in you know, like, and, like repeating a, a mandala yeah, or something. Yeah. 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 And stuff like that, you know, the decorations. And so, and, and, wow. he, and he said today that, um, I was talking about, you know, just anybody that speaks two different languages, I admire that. Mm-hmm. He says in India, and he looked it up on Wikipedia, like why I was in his house. Did you know that there are 120 approximately languages in India? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of different... Just the country of India. Yeah. 120 different languages. Could you imagine trying to govern anything like Hell that? Hell no. No. This, I asked this guy, I'm like, how can you keep any of that straight? How do you communicate with people? He said, generally, most people in India speak at least four of those. Like four languages of the ones kind of around you that you do the most interaction with. Uh-huh. And then you come to America, and of course, then now you're picking up five. Yeah, because you've got to learn to speak something totally different. Right. But anyway, Can you imagine the brain <clears throat> gymnastics. Oh my gosh! That those those people do as as kids to learn all that. No kidding, and their kids. Yeah, because their kids amazing. now. It is amazing. Yeah. Anyway, I don't mean to sidetrack you too bad, no, but that no, no, no. but it sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, so this is basically a podcast doing what i just said well basically it's, it's talking more about all of, different of ones. topics within christianity that are batshit crap oh. okay it's not world religions it is christianity and but they do talk about what makes them different right yeah. like what makes a baptist a baptist yeah as opposed to a mormon or yes, a exactly, whoever exactly why they splintered off okay and, well it's still interesting yeah it it, it King and B, and the, oh, I'm sure. a lot of the the scandals within, um, for example, now the largest Baptist denomination in the world is the Southern Baptists, and they splintered off because they wanted to keep slaves. Back in the day, that's why Back they. Back in the day, that's, that's why they, why they off. became Southern Baptists. They that's were funny. Southern Baptists and regular Baptists. Huh. See that that is interesting. Yeah. I like learning things like that. I, I go through, we all do though. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just feel like my brain is full. 
And like, I don't want to learn anything else. <laughs> yeah, this was almost a step but, in therapy for me because, oh, yeah. you know, religion really complicated and justified the abuse I experienced growing up. Right. It all compounded in on itself. And being a female growing up in essentially a cult was bad. <laughs> right. And I'm sure these guys keep it interesting, of yeah, course. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't mean that like I don't want to learn anything ever again. But, oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, uh, you know what I mean? I go through what I'm trying to say is I go through I go through spells where I soak up podcasts. So I just want to learn. And, yeah, then, and then, yeah. then there's times where now I just want goofy music or something stupid. And I'm in that mood right now. So I'm glad you're in the mood to learn something because then you can teach me. Oh, all right. So what's well, the name of this guy's? These guys, believe it or not, podcast. Okay. Do you have uh, any idea what the leaf comes from? Like belief, they... B- believe, like believe or not, belief, belief. I get it. <laughs> believe it or I not, I get it. You don't have to yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it, sounds like you're saying you're pronouncing the word leaf. Like I, I say, and it's just hillbilly. Like believe, like I believe it. All right, that's I, the intent of it is mm-hmm. it's it's a different word and right. you just refuse to get it. Okay. <laughs> and you just going what's about a leaf and it's it, it's not that's the words that they chose as the name of their podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I get it. You're just so into plants that I thought it would have something to do with plants. So you got to forgive me for saying when you say I feel like you're pronouncing the word leaf like leaf and I, it's so well i'm trying I get to articulate the name of the podcast right and and explain it to you right i'm the one being and not knowing it <laughs> i'm trying i'm trying i'm really trying <laughs> but i really like some of this the what they have talked about has has brought up some awesome menu or memories like yeah. when i was a little kid you know sitting in the fire and brimstone services that they, they used to have. And they, mm-hmm. believe me, they took little children to these crazy of fire and brimstone services. Well, of course. You know, I wanted to go to hell because that, I'd already figured out that's where all the cool people went, you know, because the, the people around me that were going to go to heaven were absolutely insane. Yeah. You know, and I, I had already figured out that the outhouse was a hole to hell because it smelled like, like they described the fire and brimstone <laughs> smell and everything. And the church that, that my youngest memories are from, like I always, well now I think of it as competitive confession. Right. Um, every, like every Saturday or Sunday sermon, like people had to get up and confess their sins, and it was crazy sometimes. Some sometimes it was lo- like, "Lord, forgive me, I didn't resist that floozy in the bar last night. She got her painted nails in me and made me sin." And it's like, like all the guys have to get up and stand up and brag about what they did, and their wives are behind them going, "Amen, amen, amen," and they've got to forgive them too because. God's going to forgive them. It was the craziest, weirdest. It is weird. Environment. I mean, as a kid, I could see that this was 
bad. Unhealthy. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, I, I didn't. My parents weren't very religious. We've talked about this on the show a million mm-hmm. times. I didn't get drugged to a lot of stuff, but I went through a phase in high school where they got to me as far as a scare me to death about uh-huh. you're going to go to hell. Yeah. You better whatever. So yeah. You're, yeah. At, you're an age. You're like, well, I don't know. Maybe I should try this. Yeah. So, and we grew up during what they called the satanic panic too at the, the, you know, eighties and nineties. Right. That's when everybody seemed to believe it was the last time everybody believed in satanic cults that sacrificed children and ate babies. You know, we're back around to believing that again. And it's just right. crazy this time. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, just my experience of when I was in it, it was goofy. I, I can't <laughs> believe I ever back on it. Like didn't just walk out within you know, with I can't believe I went more than one one time. Mm-hmm. If you were going by choice, I was dating a girl in high school, and she and her family were fairly religious. Yeah, she wasn't very much, but they were. But she was enough till she was kind of. I'm just going to use the word scared. I don't know what else we'd call it. Uh huh. But just kind of scared of not being religious. It's not that you're being you know not that you're going to church because you love it it's more well i better do this i better do this than go to hell yeah it was that kind of thing so yeah. me and so she got me going there as like a senior in high school and it carried over a little into college and i actually went through like baptism and all that at that time i got mm-hmm. into it enough like well okay i better i better do this everybody else is doing it <laughs> like that's basically what it is yeah i hate i mean it's a it's a lot of peer pressure. I hate a whole the, lot of peer pressure. Sure, I hate to use the c word. I mean, a, a cult is a strong word, but some of this is cultish. I don't oh, know yeah. what else to say. Yeah. I mean, because some of it is bad. And I remember these again. I, this probably lasted about a year, and even that year, I would struggle. Like I'd go on Sundays. Uh huh. Once a month, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like just trying to make, you know, just making yourself do something you really didn't want to do, yeah. but you felt like, well, I'm, I'm in this now. I should try to go <laughs> like in a cult. It sounds like I'm in a, I hate to use that word, but I don't, it, it fits sometimes. Yeah. Only yeah. thing is like, they're like not literally killing people with Kool-Aid yet, but I mean, I don't know. It's just. It's odd. I'm surprised uh-huh. there's not more documentaries going into just going into a rural church in Appalachia and recording some of this silliness. Yeah. And some of this. I'm the, and I don't mean silliness. Like if you believe in God and you do that, that is wonderful. That's fine. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the part of the sermon where they start bashing Catholics or they yeah. start bashing somebody else, or they start bashing science and things like that till it becomes just comical. That's the stupid part. Absolutely, 100%. I had this discussion with my parents years ago when Harry Potter was a thing. They would much prefer kids were illiterate than damn to hell reading that magical garbage right 
It's like they're always so fucking uptight about everything. Oh, yeah. Whatever... Whatever music young people are listening to, that's going to send you to hell. That's <laughs> awful. You play that backwards and it says, Google, garble, demon, get your soul, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like they make up shit. Yes. Yes. Like it's, oh, yes. it's an insane thing. And some of it's harmless and some of it's not. And some of them are worse than others. I get it. But man, yeah, that's some crazy stuff. Yeah. And it was. It was really bad for me growing up. We, I think I've brought this up on here before. We had a little family singing group and used to go around to churches all over the place and have to get up in front of the whole church and sing. Right. (laughs) Anytime the doors were open anywhere, we were there. Anytime there were church doors open within driving distance, we were there. Well... And I don't have a lot to compare. I don't know what other religions are doing, uh-huh. but the uh, Free Will Baptist Church that I was in for a while, and I and I know I've been to other churches visiting with people, so I know it's similar. Uh-huh. But and I'll just keep using this cult word because sometimes it applies. I don't, you know, I, I know the preacher there was basically a coal miner mm-hmm. who. And I mean, he was a, he was an all right intelligent guy, but he wasn't like he never studied theology. He never did any of that shit. He just yeah. read a book. He just read the Bible and said, "I think I should be a preacher." And he's a preacher. Yes, yes. He was called to preach. Exactly. That's the word they use. So he was not trained. What I'm getting at, he was not trained in psychological warfare and psychological whatever. He picked that up. By watching and going to other churches and seeing how they do it. Yeah. But these practices have been passed down, you know, almost generational, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it 100% is psychological warfare. This whole thing, I don't know about yours, but mine, when I went to it, they start with this thing at the end. Mm -hmm. That's that's what they really get you psychologically. Uh Did you guys do this, this church thing where at the end of the thing, they start, this is the end of the service. They've done the singing. And by the way, this is all choreographed psychological too. Yeah. The, the singing, then the message, then other people come up and you feel pressured. Like, you know, there's this weird and there's this weird psychological the stuff call. going on. The altar call, they're all that. And then at the end, the whole, okay, now I know, I know there is somebody here today that... That's not saved. And, and I know that you're thinking in your heart, like, you know, I'm a sinner and, I'm, and you're afraid to go to hell. And everybody here, I want you to close your eyes and bow your head. Everybody right now. And, and while they're doing this, the choir's still kind of humming in the background. Yeah. There's a little bit of music going. And, oh, yeah. You know, oh, and, yeah. and it's a whole, okay, everybody, you don't have to be embarrassed. <clears throat> everybody here, their eyes are closed, heads bowed. If you're one of these people that you just, you know, you've sinned and you know, if today you are going to go to hell, if you didn't, you know, if right now you, you're not saved, you know, you'd go to hell. If you died, you'd left this church. Just slip your hand up. Just slip your hand up so nobody can, so nobody can see. You. And it'll be, oh, I, I see you back there, brother. We're praying for you. I see you back there, sister. 
anybody else? Anybody else want to? <laughs> and they get you like that. And pretty soon you're like, damn, you know, like, well, I'm not saved. Maybe I should slip my hand. Oh, oh I see you back there. I, I, you know, I, I see you back there. We're praying for you. And then the next time it'll be now all you people who raise your hand mm-hmm. next time. If you want to just just walk out that aisle right now, if you want to go to heaven. Just walk out that aisle right now and come up here and blah, blah. And then it's like, well, I do want to go to heaven. So, you know, and then, you know, and then they just push you step by fucking step, just like a psychological anything, any other cult, anything you want to say, step by step by step, they get you. And some people, frankly, I hate to say this like this. Go for it. They're just not smart enough to catch on to that. Or they oh, get, or they get not, so yeah. deep into it. Just like when you're like, like how in the hell could a thousand people drink poison Kool Aid at Jim Jones' place? They're true believers. Eventually, they step true by step by step believers. by step. And I'm not saying all the churches in America and Appalachia are evil that way, but I'm just saying I do understand how step one can lead to. Kool-Aid. End result thousand <laughs> if taken far enough. Yeah. I totally see that. Yeah, absolutely. You? Um, I was sucked in. Okay, I was a part of the machine. You know, we were the people up there humming. Yeah. So, like, it was always, like, one of my earliest memories was when dad decided that we were all going to be christians and he came home one night and ripped all the kiss posters off my walls and i got in like beat for it and it was like well they bought the post i mean i was already as a kid like you bought me the posters and now you're punishing me for it you know it was already confusing for me because it didn't make sense and then we started going to church and we were just all saved <laughs> And and this, know. you know, religious family and had to be there, like I said, every time the doors were open somewhere. Like, it became the addiction instead right. of... Alcohol. Yeah. Drugs. Yeah. It's, well, it's called a, a dry alcoholic home, actually. And it, and it actually, it was. It was an addiction. And it was, it absolutely positively, you know, dominated our lives. Until mom got dogs, and then they just quit going to church. That's <laughs> that's weird, but yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> devil dogs, devil dogs, damn yes. devil dogs. Yeah, I mean, and and I had gotten out of going to that church with mom and dad because during the Sunday school classes. One of the preacher's daughters was giving hand jobs to the guys under the tables, and they were going Good to take Lord. me. Oh yeah, uh, this this one hundred percent. Oh, and um, they were going to initiate me into their sex club on you know the next the next week. And I I went to my grandparents and was like, I'm going to church with y'all now. Good I didn't Lord. explain why because nobody would ever believe me. Right. You know, I was about 12 when that was going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, and the kid that was getting the hand job, he was about 13. So he was being sexually assaulted in church. We've all heard the cliche of the 
preacher's daughter, that kind of thing. That's 100% true. Some of these stereotypes are based in reality. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, the, yeah. The more you try to repress something, of course it's going to spill out. Yeah. I mean, everybody, golly. Yeah, I had some crazy-ass stories. <laughs> I, I was in and out of it, but I don't know. And, and I get to, I'm going to say, there's people who are alcoholics that have joined a church and have cured themselves of it and drug addiction and god knows they they do some positive things i get it but they do some fucking crazy things too yeah yeah it's a double-edged sword right yeah yeah i mean i guess it depends on how much you take of it and how you handle it this and that but well this was Like you brought up, this was a lot of preachers who were called to preach, who were never educated in any way, you know, in theology or psychology or anything, you know, administration or anything. So there was always a lot of crazy drama with preachers in and out in these churches. And, you know, they would change the doctrine of, you know how this one church believed and then you've got the you know first holiness church of god pentecostal (laughs) twice removed right (laughs) and let's face it in a small community you know we're talking i'm I'm talking appalachia now in general bringing it back to our podcast where we're from but it's small communities and if you are a preacher with even a hundred members that show up on a regular basis. That's a big church. It's a pretty big church and you're kind of a rock star yeah. in the community. Like yeah. people know you, you start getting the the kind of the big head and all the crap that comes along with that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if there's just something to it, but we've talked about religion on this show so many times mm-hmm. or in general, I think most, I just don't know how any religion, frankly, can look any other religion straight in the eye and says and say you are wrong <laughs> you you're you're dude, your dude in the sky that did whatever magical things he did is bullshit and my magical dude in the sky that did all the bullshit is right yes <laughs> like yes. i just can't believe my sky, sky daddy is the right sky daddy yes yeah there comes the hazard notly it just isn't a podcast without one of those. We live with that. So we do. Yeah. It's all right. It's ambulances usually. Okay. That reminds me. This is funny. I'm going to go a little on topic, but you know, moving it a little you just along. Move right along. I was Petra. Um, on a Reddit thread and in Wicca, which is mm-hmm. a religion that does practice witchcraft like witchcraft is a craft mm-hmm. and wicca is a religion well i was on the wicca thread in reddit and somebody had posted a beautiful altar with a um a piece hanging that said we are the granddaughters of the witches you couldn't burn which nobody anywhere thinks that that means literally we're the granddaughters of like witches from Salem and that they were literally burning witches. Sure. But these people jumped in to this crazy literal argument on a freaking Wicca Reddit thread 
you know, explaining how wrong this woman was for having that. And I just wanted to like slap my own face for even being there. I was like, wow, there are just assholes everywhere. <laughs> there are assholes everywhere. It's, it's unbelievable that people just, I don't know. I, I, I can't believe there's so many people that are so, I'm going to use the term from before, that so many people have drank their own Kool-Aid that they just can't comprehend that they could be wrong and somebody else could be right or maybe nobody's right. Or is it on the spectrum or something? I, I wanted to ask because reading some of the comments, I'm like, what? Like, it just doesn't make sense. And I'm like, really, you're in a thread about a religion that practices witchcraft and you're arguing, you're throwing around facts and just mansplaining everything. It was awful. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if like, I don't know if social media and the age we live in has just revealed that ever it's, it's revealed how people have always thought or if it's, actively changing how people think or maybe it's both but i i just don't remember but of course when we were young we mm -hmm. were kids you know we're busy trying to go to college and pass grades and do the best we can so i didn't have time to just sit and observe people like yeah that. but i just don't see it doesn't seem like when we were young and i'm 52 so we're talking you know whatever age that is it doesn't seem like when i was young people were this stupid frankly <laughs> i don't know how else to say it they, maybe they were maybe that's just the old man maybe everybody goes through that the old curmudgeon old man like yeah these kids today they aren't as smart as when i was a kid but i truly am not sure i don't know we, we hired some kids this weekend uh -huh. here's a perfect example. i think it's almost more i feel like common sense stuff at least that's where it seems to really glaring, glaringly show itself. I hired two high school kids this weekend uh -huh. to paint a fence. This fence is just enclosing some a, a dumpster. Uh huh. Four walls to this fence. Mm -hmm. Each wall, maybe five foot. Okay. So five foot by five foot by five foot by five foot. Okay. Twenty-five feet of fence. <laughs> that's about six feet tall. Okay. You know where it's at. Yeah. How long 20 do you, feet. What'd I say? 25. Oh, sorry, 20. Yeah. It was, I'm sorry. I went. Sorry. I, I went. Sorry, <laughs> I went sorry, all, sorry. How you were out. Sorry, were 20 feet. 20 feet of fence. Uh-huh. How long do you think it would take me and you to paint 20 feet of fence? Sloppily. Nothing big. This is outdoor fence. You don't have to worry about any kind of getting it on the ground. Oh, we'd be done but in three hours for sure. Maybe two. I would think if we did two and a half, we'd be dogging it. Yeah. Five and a half hours for two kids <laughs> to paint that. Ten, 11 What's hours. What paintbrush were they using? 11 hours <laughs> worth of work. <laughs> now, I know these kids, and I want to give them money, and I don't mind. I'm not that part I don't mind. But what the fuck are you doing out there like for that long <laughs> for that long i gave them rollers gigantic fat paint brushes uh-huh all the paint they could want paint pans pails 
Like, I don't see how it's possible it took that long. Now, I don't know because, Hank, I am going to say some of your paintbrushes look like absolute crap. A paintbrush can make a big difference in how long it takes. This had nothing to do with the damn paintbrush, Petra. I'm just telling you. If they've got rollers, though, I think. I've painted with the same damn brushes. It's not that big a deal. It's not that complicated. You slap some paint on (laughs) and you go on. (laughs) Shit. So whatever. That's that's just a good point of like, I don't know what you could possibly do. I don't know if they're – because another thing, too, I'm big on this. I think I got a great dose of this as a kid. And I'd love to pass this on. We don't have kids. So, like, I want them to be able to fuck up themselves and figure it out. Like, I don't want to just be there all day saying, okay, well, why don't you use a roller on this spot? And then you could use the paintbrush in this spot. You can't use a – like, I don't want to do that. I want to just give them the stuff and say, you do it. Figure it out. Yeah. Make them use their brain power. If yeah, there's a spot absolutely. the roller won't fit, okay, well, I guess I got to use my paintbrush to get to this spot, yeah. and then I can roller around it. Things like that. Yeah. So I think that's beneficial. I do too. I do too because that's a kids minor thing, room, but kids need room to fuck up, and I don't think that kids this generation have had a lot of room to fuck up. No, I don't either. Uh, and little things like, um, before they started, I'm like, "You're going. This is right in the middle of the sun." I said, "Do you always want some sunscreen?" Nah, we're okay. I'm like, "You're going to be in the they're, sun," and they are the the pastiest, whitest little kids. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm like, "Are you sure? I've got plenty right here." Nah, nah, I don't want any of that. I'll guarantee you today. They, I, I bet that yes, a hundred percent. Like probably the point their skin will peel when you've been out there five and a half hours. In the sun, you think you might <laughs> little dodos. Which, which here's another one. As you know, when this job started, there's a building that shaded it, and I uh-huh. and I told them, like you know, just so you know, you know, it's going to take a little while. You do whatever you want, but right now the sun is shading this part. Uh-huh. If I was you, I'd do this part first while you got some shade. Yeah, I went back and checked on them. They were right in the middle of the fucking sun. Like ignored everything I said, and then by the end of the by by an hour into it, now the sun's straight overhead. There is no shade. Yeah, there's no shade anywhere. They have yeah. no shot, no shade. So I'm like, all right, whatever, fuckheads. You know, you'll you'll figure it out tomorrow when your skin's peeling like a goddamn lizard. <laughs> you, you gotta let them do it though, <laughs> so they'll learn, right? Yeah. You do, you do, and I, like all the lessons you learned on your own are are your lessons like i know people want to spare you pain but if it's not going to kill you <laughs> let them let them screw it up a time or two yes and i've and i've read you know being a couch coach couch parent i have read several places that what i'm saying is absolutely true yeah that that one of the things i'm glad growing up on a farm out in the middle of nowhere a country kid my parents weren't home all the time. There was frequently times they're like, all right, here's a list of shit to do. You get this done, like, for the summer, for mm-hmm. example. Yeah. I'm like, I'm talking a fifth grader, whatever age a fifth grader is. Yeah. I was staying home by myself as a fifth grader. Yeah. So, all day. Yeah. Until five o'clock by myself. And I got a list of shit to do. You know, mm-hmm. rotor till the, the garden, pick the strawberries, go prune the 
the fruit trees and blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And you're out there by yourself. You know, you see a snake. There's no running to mommy and daddy. Like, oh, God, there's a snake. It's like, well, there's a snake. Should I kill it? I don't know what to do with it. I don't know. I'll just <laughs> leave let it, it go. alone. <laughs> I'll just leave it alone. <laughs> but, I mean, but you're making decisions. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Little oh, yeah. things like that. The, you know, the, the lawnmower won't start. Or something breaks on it. Yeah. And you're like, well, hell, I'm here by myself. I guess I'll start fucking with it and see if I can get it to start. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then before well, you know yeah. it, you're fiddling around with that. And I, But I think that's a huge thing. And I think kids absolutely. We've had, I think when it's age appropriate, that's sure. wonderful. Well, yes. sure. You can't let yeah. them kill themselves. Yeah. yeah, you can't leave little kids alone and you and you really shouldn't like i was left at that age in charge (laughs) Mm -hmm. but no authority so it was and i guess some kids are more mature than others and there's some of that too but i mean my goodness i don't know just i I was left alone as a fifth grader well how old is that probably 12 15 it's not 15 hell it's more like 12 ish more like 11 let's say 11 or 12 yeah. whatever it is i mean basically you know i had loaded guns that i absolutely would like you know if you see a snake or something you need to use the shotgun it's in the corner like there's no no problem with that whatsoever like there's a 410 shotgun in the corner loaded if you see a snake you think it looks like a copperhead kill it like okay now we, we uh we live down the road from my grandparents so it was like if you see a snake run to grandparents house right. like you know that right. like we were at, at our house and i was cooking and cleaning and doing all that you know helping the boys with homework whatever right. doing laundry but if there was a problem we were supposed to go up the road to grandma's right I mean, my point is I had loaded guns in the house that I absolutely had permission to use. That's crazy. (laughs) You know? And it was, oh, by the way, if you see that damn groundhog that's been eating all of our uh, watermelon, shoot it, too. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, alrighty. (laughs) But the line, but but the funny thing, and, you know, everybody has lines in the sand. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to, to touch the pistol. There were there were a few pistols that were in like a upper closet area. Uh-huh. I wasn't allowed to shoot the pistol. Uh huh. But but anything else? Shotguns were okay for some reason. That was okay. And my twenty two. I had a twenty two. That's funny. I could shoot my twenty two and my uh, four ten shotgun, and I believe my sixteen gauge shotgun. <laughs> but. We draw the line at pistols. No pistols. <laughs> no you pistols. No That's pistols. Hilarious. No pistols. Okay. Hillbilly. I was the hillbilly. I'm a hillbilly. Oh well, that's, that's how awesome. it goes. That's awesome. So you know, there's uh, I don't know. There's advantages. Here, I got a new song. I think you're gonna like. Okay. Are you ready? You sure? Yes. This is this one. Blow your mind. <laughs> you know this song? Come on, you know you. I did. You know why? Why? Because it's over a billion now, isn't it? That's right. That stupid little song I saw today is <laughs> you you mentioned it, but I actually saw the 
little thing for it. Did I not post that? It's on here somewhere. Oh. Anyway, yeah, there it is. All right, one billion and counting. There you go. <laughs> I love that song, but I mean, it's funny. <laughs> the singer's fifty-five, so that's uh, he's three years older than me. Which so when that song came out, he was pretty young. Yeah, he was a baby. Well, however it happened, he's the Rick Roll dude now. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty funny. That is pretty dang funny. So what do you think of that? (laughs) A billion downloads. Think when he recorded that, if he had told him, you're going to get a billion downloads someday, he'd be like, what the fuck's a download? Is that something (laughs) good? What's a download? It sounds like something good. Sounds like something good. Is that good? Do I get money from that? Do I get a, like a dollar every time there's a download? So I get like a billion dollars? Is that what's going to happen? That would be pretty awesome. For They're me. like, uh, yeah. no, jackass, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be famous, but people sort of kind of know you, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though. What else you got? You got something Well, we there? just went and saw a movie in a theater. Wow. You better, yeah. All right. We, we braved COVID. We didn't take the intermycin. <laughs> we just we just went. I uh, found the uh, IMDb for it. Yes, and we saw a su- shockingly good movie. Shockingly good movie with an awful title. Yeah. You want to tell them? Tell them. Free guy. Free guy. We went and saw the Ron Reynolds movie, and it was wonderful. You know, he is. That dude, he's got it. Whatever the, the hell, factor, whatever yeah. the hell it is. Like Brad Pitt had it for a while. Leonardo DiCaprio kind of has it, but Ryan Reynolds absolutely has it. Yeah, like he's popular with the ladies, and he's also funny enough and guy enough to be like guys like him too. Yeah, that's rare as hell. Yeah, that is just super rare, right? It is. It is. It. it it's. You're right. He's likable all around. He is. If you ever found out he was like a pedophile or something, I would just like, I'd quit society. <laughs> I mean, if he is like some closeted, awful dude, like he, like if you find out that he was going to like the, that sex cult and, oh, what's the dude's name that died in prison that fake hung himself? Oh, um. Hell, you know what I'm talking about. I know who are you Anyway, if you find out that Ryan Reynolds is into that kind of bullshit, I, my, my world will just end. Yeah. <laughs> he seems like such a wholesome, nice, like, he, he, he's married to an actress named Blake Lively, who is drop-dead gorgeous. And they pick on each other on, like, Instagram and Twitter and stuff all the time. Like, they're always... I think I've seen that. Kind Which, of good-natured and funny about it. and And there's something to that on a relationship level but there's also something to that is they're smart marketing people exactly they know that that's very smart it plays into their brand but still whatever you still got to do it and whatever so good for them and they managed to pull it off and do it well yes so the movie's called Free Guy, which the movie should be called Blue Shirt Guy because that's really the theme of the whole damn movie (laughs) but whatever so you liked it? I loved it. I, I did loved too. It. I'll tell you what, I'm very surprisingly, like I thought it was going to be like, what was the other one? Like Player Up? Or Red, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. I thought it'd be that. Like so much 
special effects that it overshadowed any possibility of a story. And it just wasn't at all. No, it wasn't. It absolutely has a wonderful story, multiple themes that they somehow wrangle together and make it work, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was really a wonderful, moving movie. Yeah. You know, you, you're you sitting there at the end, and you've thought about things. Yeah, they let you know off the bat, like, it's in serious. This is this goofy. You know, it's going to be funny. So don't take this too damn seriously. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they just did and an excellent job. And then they take you job. on a joyride. It's great. It is. I, I have to say, I don't know how we could, I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. There's not too much to give away, really, but it's just basically about a guy in a, a guy's in a uh, not a cartoon. He's in a video game. He's a character in a video game that was given basically Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, they can't say that, but it's basically yeah, yeah. He's a side character, but his side character was given additional code, and it basically becomes AI, artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's a great synopsis. And then you go from there. And it's, uh, yeah, there's lots of themes about conformity and, like, you know, life with bigger meaning. There's some, there's a great comedy relief in it. Oh, yeah. It's you know, just, Ryan Reynolds it's is cool. funny anyway. And then his little sidekick that, uh, the black dude in it. He's he, wonderful, he's too. He's great. <laughs> I mean, there's lots of funny, good stuff in it. Yeah. Makes me yeah. want to play video games. Makes me want to play in a weird way. <laughs> Makes me want to play Grand Theft Auto, really. But, <laughs> you want to go through beating up all the free guys? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it'd be tough playing. I don't want to play, but, yeah, I don't know. It'd, it'd be a little hard to just randomly beat people up now, thinking about one of them, like, this guy, poor yeah. old guy. Yeah, like, he's just randomly just every day, <laughs> every day, just, <laughs> his your, whole existence. Your world's just jacked up every day. <laughs> people coming in and robbing you, shooting, <laughs> just violence everywhere around Stop you. His head. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it, but so it has elements of that. It has elements like Groundhog Day, like doing yeah. the same thing over and over, and getting in a routine and patterns. I, I, I used to talk about that all the time. We all get in patterns. If you're in a good holding pattern in your life, Great. awesome, stay yeah. with it. But if you're in a shitty pattern, change your pattern. <laughs> you're in an awful pattern. So uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. Here's the. Uh, is that Zach Penn? Is that who the bad guy is? Um, no, I think roll it back up. Uh, oh, here it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, where is that dude? Second one down. You got to talk into your microphone. Over. Here. There. Right there. I don't know how to say his name. Taika Waititi. Waititi. Wait, I-T-I. Wait, T-T. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad that I'm butchering that. I Antoine. feel like I should know it. He's the guy who directed Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's funny as heck. I think. Wait. Yeah, you always said he that did, was him. Uh, Troy, uh, um, not Troy. <laughs> are you, are you re, uh... Thor Ragnarok. Ah, he did Thor Ragnarok. You don't think he did Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't. I'm not sure if he did. If that was Tim Gunn or him, it was either him or Tim Gunn. Tim Gunn. Hmm. But they're both on that funny, crazy 
off the wall level. Right. And he was a lot of fun in that movie. He was he was fun evil. Yeah. He was like Dr. Evil. Uh, you're right. It says Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. I knew it was one of those. Jojo Rabbit. Hunt for winter people. What we mm. do in the shadow. What we do in the shadows. That's where I Yeah. That's where that's, you know him. That's where I know him from. So it's good for that dude. Well, he's involved in this. And it was wonderful. So highly Two recommend thumbs that. up from Hank and Petra. Highly recommend that movie. Uh, uh, what else? We can bitch about COVID. We always bitch about always that. Always bitch about COVID. <laughs> God damn it. Is this ever going to fucking go away? No, not when people are too stupid to take a shot. But they'll take horse dewormer. It'll eventually mutate away. But good Lord. I'll just say this. If you're listening to this show, if you're over 35, and that's generous, probably 30. But if you're over 35 years old... And you're not vaccinated. You're just you're a fucking idiot. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> Unless you have some concrete, I don't know why you would possibly not. I can't think of anything. But in general, you're an idiot. I'll just tell you. You have a People right. People who are dying from this. You have a right to be an idiot. Vaccinated. You have a right to be an idiot. I guess. I mean, just like I support people wanting to be able to kill themselves. If you want to kill yourself, you just go right ahead. But. This is why I was trying to make an analogy the other day with somebody. I think I kind of came up with one. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if you're, let's say you're 40 years old, you don't have a lot of comorbidities, you're in good shape, you're 40 years old. If you get COVID, there's maybe a 1 in 5,000 chance of you dying from it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe 1 in 10,000. So it's not a lot. Yeah. I get it. You're probably not going to die from getting it. But... If you could increase your odds from, say, one in 10,000 to one in a million, why wouldn't you do that? Exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. I I know the overwhelming odds are you're not going to die from it. We've all known that. They've proven that. They've got the right cocktail. Like 99.4% of people do not die from this. But why not make it 99.999% and I'm not going to die from it? Yeah. Like, I'll take every little percent I can. There doesn't seem to be a downside to it. There's not. So anyway, that's my thoughts on it. There's not. And and they, they, they don't, they want to say they don't know what's in it. And then they'll go into the hospital and take every drug known to mankind to get over it. These are people chugging Red Bull every day, yeah. popping all kinds of damn pills. Look at your damn prescriptions you're taking, people. Yeah. Get the yeah. fuck out of here with your... Um, it's, it's just... It, it's horrifying. And the people who are going into the hospital are coming out with, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of medical bills. Yeah. Okay. And they're not coming out the whole person that they were. They're not coming out in the shape that they used to be in. They're coming out a broken person that's going to be, hell yeah, you know, recovering for years if they ever get their their right. strength back. And and I didn't realize this, but once you go on a respirator, there's only like a twenty percent chance you're going to make it. It's bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think my analogy is very. I think that's a very good analogy. Like, why not just increase your odds to one in a million? I, I, I don't understand that. 
Now, and that's, I'm assuming like a 40 year old healthy person. Now, let's just say you're a 60 year old with diabetes and you're on, and you have high blood pressure and some other comorbidities, you're obese. Your chances of dying from COVID isn't one in 10,000. Your chances may be like more one in a thousand. Yeah. And a thousand is not that. That's not the greatest odds on earth. No. And again, why not make it one in a million? Why not move it, move that needle to one in a million instead of one in a thousand? I don't understand. That's the part I can't understand whatsoever. I, I watched an interview online today on CNN of two, like, seemed like genuinely nice folk, you know, guys mm-hmm. sitting on a porch somewhere in the south and asking them why they won't t- take the vaccine. And they finally, him hauled around and uh-huh. finally said, because they wouldn't release the vaccine before the uh, election, they denied it to my president. They gave it to this president. So they don't want to take it. It's, I, I don't know. They've what entirely do. politicized it. Well, you can't. You can't change their minds. Well, that's fine. And if they want to die from it, I don't care. Yeah, as, I mean, as they're, they're as long taking as there's, a stand. Let as, them do it. As long as there's a bed in the hospital for me, if I have a heart attack. That's the only thing I give a shit about. Yeah, and that's scary because there's really not right now. I mean, we're in Kentucky and Some places there's, like, not. there's like a crazy steep spike right now. Right. And, you know, I, I'm one of these people. I'm very practical about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I'm concerned, if you didn't take the vaccine and uh, and you have all this stuff I'm talking about, you shouldn't get you shouldn't get first in line for any health care. Yeah. Like if I'm having a heart attack and I've had, I've been vaccinated. You go first. You damn right. I go th- first. And if you, have I got to kick some unvaccinated asshole out? Fuck them. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's exactly how I would play this in my perfect world, I, which I, I know doesn't know exist. We will ever, I, I don't know if we're going to get to that point. Oh, we won't. I mean, there are tents set up in uh, the parking lot of Moorhead, Kentucky to uh, handle the overflow from the hospital. I, I, in my perfect world, I would just put the COVID people, some, put them in the tents. That's yeah. perfect. Set up a little tent city and unvaccinated COVID people, get the, they get out there. And the unvaccinated nurses and doctors can take care of them, too, because they're a few. Yeah, but, right. And then save the real shit for people who are vaccinated and have legitimate problems that they didn't bring on themselves. Yeah. Because at this point... If you're unvaccinated and you have COVID, you brought it on yourself. Damn right. We've talked about this, me and you, privately a million times. Everybody. And rural Kentucky, I don't care where you live. Anywhere in America, you have had the opportunity to be vaccinated. That's it. Uh, once, yeah. once that threshold is reached, in my mind, okay, well, if you don't want to take it, that's fine. But you're dumbass. Not, it shouldn't affect me. Yeah. Like like I said, if I'm having a heart attack and I need a hospital room, your dumbass shouldn't affect me by taking up a bed. Exactly. And and it is in some places in this country right now. It's stupid. And that's that it it shouldn't. It shouldn't impact it at all. They should go, Well, whoop, shuffle that guy out the door. And in our culture, in our Appalachia whole thing where we live, 
it's a wonder that we didn't get hit harder the first time because we are, you know, I heard the governor speak a few months ago and, you know, it's easy to demonize people and mm-hmm. when you can't see somebody, it's just easy to do that. Mm-hmm. It was good to hear our governor speak in person and hear him. One thing I did take away from that was... And this guy maybe understand some. Like, I get sick of these mandates and all this stuff, too. And mm-hmm. I get it. But especially when COVID started. He's, the, our governor said that the CDC, the president, the you know the whole government, basically, sent him and Mississippi and a few other states that were basically the worst states. Mm-hmm. The, the states that have the worst... Um, more um, obesity, the worst amount of diabetes, the worst amount of heart disease, all that stuff. Yeah, we're the worst. We also, we're the ones. We've also got the worst education. The worst. You know, that's, that's right. Like, that's right. We're worst. the worst on everything. That's we right. Know, we right. know where we are. So they told them, like, you guys are going to get jacked worse than anybody. You Mississippi and all these places, you are about to get jacked up. Yeah. COVID's coming. It's here. Get ready for it. You're going to be the worst probably in the whole country. And so he said that that's why, and he kind of explained himself, which helped. That's why he said that that he has been this whole time probably more on the air on the side of caution than people would, you know, some people would like. Yeah. And, of course, then the the conspiracy theory, oh, well, he's anti-business. Well, he's anti I mean, the guys, they're all he's just doing, doing the best he can. They're all doing the best they can. That's the thing. It's not some crazy Illuminati lizard guy up there trying to inst- institute the new world order. <laughs> the dude's just trying to do the best he fucking can, yeah. right? And yeah. so, so my point is we dodged it a little bit at the first round of COVID yeah. it, it wasn't, it wasn't any worse in Kentucky than it was anywhere else. And, and he said, part of that, what played into that, which makes sense again, all that other stuff is true. But one thing we do have in our favor is our ruralness living away from each other. We're spread out. We're spread out. So it kind of balanced out more than they thought it would. Well, now we're in round two though. Yeah. So we'll see. But I mean, people, if they don't want to take it, I support your right not to take it as long as you don't take up my damn hospital beds when you fuck yourself up. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, if you're refusing that medical care, you're refusing all medical care. Right. Like, right. I, I just. I don't I, I, Right. I hate to be all logical about it but just am you know the logic of psychopaths we just uh you were reading that book yeah. and, and and it's a we decent book doing it yeah right. I'll, I'll throw a little plug in for that book i don't know the author but yeah it's the wisdom of psychopaths and <laughs> and it's exactly what it sounds like it's a book about psychopaths but it's also pointing out that psychopath psychopathy is a scale like it's not just a black or white diagnosis you fall on a scale somewhere you know, you're Jeffrey Dahmer, you're 99 out of 100 on the psychopathic scale. If you're the CEO of Apple Computer, maybe you're 60 or 70 on the scale, <laughs> right? Yeah. And if you're whatever, I don't know, if you're 
what was one of the things? If you're like a, a healthcare worker at a hospital, maybe you're only 30 on a scale. Yeah. But there was, we all, we're all on it somewhere. We're all on it somewhere. And if you're a logical person, like we talked about, you know, this is a perfect example of a real life example of things from that book and repeatedly through forever they've they've given these examples you know there's some kind of such a scenario there's a plane on fire there's a boat yeah. that only hold there's a yeah. boat that only holds 10 people and there's 15 people on the boat well what do you do uh, it's never been a question like fucking five people gotta go overboard there's no <laughs> what the i've never understood anybody that didn't th- didn't see that uh the only other side of it according to the book is the people that'll say well but if we all die at least nobody committed murder. That's what they'll say. That's what the other people will say. Yeah. I guess I'm so, a murderer. So all yeah. 15 of us have to die so that so that whatever people can say, well, I technically didn't murder anybody. I'd be the last one on the boat. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Damn right. And, you know, I do. I would be. I would be. Anyway, so. Um, I feel bad, too, because talking with my buddy who I have lunch with all the time. She's in healthcare, Right. And. Like to her, it is so just earth shattering. You know, she's so worried about taking care of these people who aren't vaccinated. And here I am like, let them die. Yeah, I feel bad sometimes. Well, but I mean, at this point, they've had every chance they have. Right. I think me and you just discussed and made a very logical argument. But but again, to some people will be like, that's terrible. You're you're in a sense killing people because uh, you know it's a it's a boat scenario. And yes. but but the more but there's a million questions like that, and a lot of them come up. Um, you know, coincidentally, people who are CEOs of companies fall a little higher on that scale. Yep. You know why? Because when somebody's fucking up and they gotta be fired. The CEO is going to step in, just like the people on the boat, and say, listen, jackass, you're fired. I'm not going to risk hundreds of jobs because you're screwing up. Yeah. And that is, yeah. So I'm on the psychopathic scale, no doubt about it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) So anyway. That's why we get along. Give a little sign off here, Miss Petra. All right, everybody. We hope you have a great evening, and we'll talk to you next time. And tell them where they can find us. Oh, they can find us at hillbillynerdtalk.com. Follow us on Reddit and Twitter. Are you still on Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, we get on Twitter. Sure. All right. We'll do a little Twitter. Send us a message. Send us a message. Talk to you later.